Good morning, everyone. Welcome to another weekly planner call. We are ready to get started. All right, now let's do it. It's 10.02. Everybody should be here. If not, they'll be joining the call in a moment. All right, so I'm going to get started with one question that I have from you guys. And if you have more questions as every single week, please uh, make sure you come in and ask any questions you have. Here we go. Let me share with you my screen with my PowerPoint presentation. Remember, you can ask your questions in the forum every single week. The more questions you ask, all right, uh, the more or the faster we can help you improve your business. So I'm going to take this question, which is very, very popular, all right, very common in our coaching, which is if you are new to a city, what do you recommend agents, all right? to find leads and remember, and I believe I touched on that a little bit last week, but I had that conversation again this week. So if you are new to a city, if you are new to real estate, what do you need? Remember, there are four buckets of marketing and we wanna get started with that, right? First and foremost, watch module number one. Watch module number one. And in module number one, we talk about two very important principles, all right? Principle number one, uh, it's an exercise, the Project 250. Remember, we all know, all of us, without an exception, we have, where's my phone right here? We have over 250 people in this phone, right? And you need to make a list of 250 people regardless of their ability, willingness, or readiness to buy or sell real estate. You just want to put all those people in a list. That list should be ideally a buyer's list, all right? That's where you put all your contacts, locals in different cities, different states, countries, every single person. And I know all of you have way more than 250 people. We say at least 250 people because in the United States, people move, and especially if you are in Florida, California, or New York, they move every five to seven years. But let's assume that these people move every 10 years. So if you have 250 people in your database, and they move every 10 years, there you go. You have 25 closings for the next 12 months. There is one thing that separates you from closing 25 transactions in the next 12 months. Anybody wanna guess? What would be the number one thing that separates you, all right, from, and thank you, and I think I'm starting to get a, a few in the chat, but in the chat, what do you think will separate you, all right, from those 25 transactions within your sphere of influence. Okay, Shimika says, me, okay, me, very good. It separates me, but what in me, what in my business? Say, ooh, Bill, that's it, that's it. You gotta build follow-up, consistency, Anders. It's follow-up, right? Not being, there you go. Rolando, very good, not being in front of those opportunities. And how do we get in front of those opportunities? By having that consistency Anders uh, is talking about. Bill said it, right? By following up. That is the technical question. Following up. Are you following up every single week with your clients? Are you in front of your clients every single week? You should. At least, at least, all right? Once a week, if you're in coaching already, it should be at least two to three times per week, all right? Via email. And what do you do with that? You do the same repetitive activity. You give him a call. Hey, Fabiola, how you doing? I noticed you opened my email last week. All right, or yesterday, actually. Yesterday, want to know if you have any, what questions, open-ended, what questions do you have about it? How can I help you? No, I'm just curious. What are you curious about? No, I just wanted to know, are you in the process of buying real estate or selling? Not at this moment. Anytime in the near future, 
nope, I'm not thinking about buying or selling. God, Fabiola, listen, I'm just here to help you or help any family member or friend that you know, neighbor, let me know. I'll be more than glad to help them find the right property or sell the property they're in, all right? So thank you for your time. It's always nice talking to you. Next one. Out of 100 people, how many people are going to tell me? Let's see. Out of 100 people, how many people are going to tell me they are not, they are not interested in buying or selling? Out of 100, how many people are going to say, they're, there you go, Fabiola, 80 people are going to say, no, I'm not interested. I'm not interested. Got it? So if I speak to 10 people today, eight are going to tell me, no, not interested. Thank you very much for calling. Bye-bye. Got it? That is setting up the right expectations. By setting up the right expectations, you are, you are avoiding the number one killer in this industry, frustration, right? Frustration. So now I know that I'm going to reach out to 10 people today. Most of them are going to be very nice, all right? They know who I am. I'm not doing a cold call, all right? But eight of them are going to tell me, not interested. Thank you very much for calling. Always nice hearing from you. Only two right? If I reach out to 10 people, right? So what's the number one thing if you're new to real estate or if you are new to a specific area? Very simple. You do your project to 50. By the way, the project to 50 should be revised. So whether you're new or new, or new to a city or an experienced agent, the project to 50 should be revised every six months. Every six months, all right? Are you revising your project to 50 every six months? Or even better, if you go through our yes. program the right way, we do it every 12 weeks, which is every quarter. When was the last time you revised your project to 50? So if this has been more than three months or at least six months, today is the time to go back to your project to 50, analyze it, add more people and reach out to those people. Our job is to keep in contact with those people. We have a very simple job, talking to potential buyers and sellers. And every single person that you know, there might be an exception, but 99.999% of the people you know are gonna be moving, moving. We don't know when, all right? People move all the time, all the time. So that's the number one thing you should be doing, right? Revising your project to 50. Number two, making sure that you add, all right, those people to your project to 50 or keep them current in your current email marketing system, all right? You got to go into your email marketing system once you add those people that are close to you. Now, you also want to buy a list of email addresses and you already know that if you've been here long enough, right, you need to buy a list of email addresses for your zip code, got it? and you need to add them again to your email marketing system. Not only that, but that, that list of people, what do you do? You create a custom audience on Facebook, and then you create a campaign. Remember, there are four buckets of getting leads, right? Email, social, online, and offline marketing. It's repetition, 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 and doing it better every single time. So I got my 250 people, I put it in my email database, right? And that has to be automated, reaching out to those people. I buy a list, all right? And that's very simple. I add them to my email, not, not to my email address. I add them to my custom audience on Facebook. The people that download that information, I put them back in my bucket number one, which is email. 
Got it? So by the way, if you're confused or anything, stop me right here. The idea is for you guys to engage with me. All right? Very important. All right? Oh, Rolando said it. Where do you both put those 80? What kind of drip campaign? Do you call them at least once per month? Very important, Rolando. Thank you very much for the question. So remember, let's go through that process. All right? And Rolando is not only an experienced agent, but very productive. And look, he's asking questions. We all have questions. Very good. All right? So very simple. Those people that are either interested or not, all of the people that we know are going to go into a drip campaign, automated drip campaign. Uh, next week, I can go through what an, an automatic drip campaign is. All right. You can go to octopusagent.com and watch the video that I did. It's about a, a minute and 23, a minute, 20 seconds, something like that. Very short, where I explain exactly what you need. By the way, we offer that with Octopus Agent too. We have the content, we have the automation, the segmentation, all right, and the linkage from the website to the email marketing campaign. So you don't have to do anything. Yeah, you have to do one thing. Add those people either to your buyer's campaign, to your buyer's list, or to your seller's list. That's all you have to do. So you don't have to create the content. You don't have to edit it. You don't have to summarize it for email campaigns. You have the guides, the articles, the emails, all of that, all right? So it's all done for you with Octopus Agent. If you have your own system, that's fine too. You can get our content also. If you only want the content because you use MailChimp, Constant Contact, that's fine. Or you can create the content, there, which is divided in three parts, right, Rolando? So the content is the guide, to capture their attention. That guide is divided into articles to place them on your website, right? So when people go to your website, Rolando, they can see relevant information to their own needs. And then following up with your question, then that same information, it's, it's summarized in a very small email. Got it? That has to be sent at least, at least once per week. Got it? So what do we do with those 80 people? You, 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 and Rolando asked, you know, what do we do with all oh, those 80 people? We got to put them into the email campaign and reach out to them. So Rolando, from those 80 people, all right, actually those 80 people are the one that, that uh, didn't, uh, uh, that, 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 that said no, we put them into the drip campaign. Eventually, and most of those 80 people, Rolando, are not going to open your emails and that's okay. They're not supposed to open their email your email, they're not interested. Ooh, but here's a very good point. By the way, my good friend, an agent that I've worked with for a long time is Riley Smith right here. Many of you know him. And he says something very interesting. He's the number one listing agent in Miami. He says, Rolando, the beautiful thing about emails is that most people won't open it, right? But he says this, in order to delete it, first, you have to see it. So out of those 100 people, right, that didn't open it, you see Jose and Fabiola laughing, it's the truth, right? They are not going to open your email. When we all as consumers, when we go into, all right, into our inbox, we are in delete mode. Delete, 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 delete. And if there is something that is not directly to us from another person that we know, what do we do? We delete it. But before we delete it, we have to see it. So our job, Rolando, is to create that familiarity because familiarity is one of the strongest humans' feelings, emotions. Got it? 
So we want to be there every single week, ideally, ideally five times per week or in a daily basis. Most of you won't, won't feel comfortable with that, but do it at least once per week. Less than one per week is not going to be, it's not going to have the impact needed for you to position as the expert of choice. Make sense, Orlando? Right? So again, what do we do with those 80 people? First and foremost, the first thing we do is understand that they don't want to do business right now. It's not with us. They are not in the process of buying or selling. And most people are not. So we put them in there and we reach out to them whenever they open. So, Rolando, they haven't opened the emails for the past 18 months. All of a the sudden, they opened it. Who? Wait a minute. What happened here? Why did they open it? I mean, they haven't opened it in 18 months and now they're opening it. Hey, Rolando, I just noticed that you opened the email from yesterday. All right. The three things you need to know before selling your home in downtown Orlando. Tell me, how can I help you? Yeah, you know what? I'm thinking about selling my home and the conversation. And here we go with the conversation. Our job is so simple, yet boring like everything else. Boring. Our job needs to get to a point that we do it so well that it becomes boring. So we can jump then have that, so we can go through the evolution of a real estate agent, which I'm going to show in a, in a little bit, which is going to take me to today's topic, the evolution of a real estate agent. Understand also that our job needs to get to a point when it's boring, that we can do it with our close eyes. I once talked to a surgeon um, about two years ago, and I asked him, uh, surgeon, are you ready? He was performing a, a surgery on my mom, and I was very concerned, of course. And I asked him, uh, are you ready? I said, Orlando, I do about 170 per, uh, surgeries per year, 170. This is for me like riding a bike. It's just whatever. It's just, they do it every day, every single day. Are we doing this every day? Imagine, imagine you guys communicating with 10 people every, with new leads every single day. Imagine the level of sophistication the simplicity in your communication and the power of your message. If you do this in a daily basis, how much money you will make, but how will you evolve as a real estate agent? It will get to a point where to you it's just, listen, I need the next challenge because it's just becoming boring. All right. So again, how do you find the leads? Number one, email marketing, buy the list, do the project 250. If you are lacking leads, which is the easiest part of real estate, the difficult part is the, is the conversion. And for most inexperienced agents, they say, well, when I have an agent in coaching that comes to me and says, Orlando, you know, my problem is not the conversation with the lead. What's the problem? He said, my problem is the lead. It's finding the lead. Because when I have the lead in front of me, I close them. That's the first sign of an experienced sales professional. If you believe, you truly believe that the issue is not in the conversion, but in the generation, you haven't spoke, spoken to enough people, right? And I, that's what I'm improving every single day, my delivery in the seminars, after the seminars, in the follow-ups, because I know that my real issue is not finding the lead, it's converting the lead. And, and when you talk, by the way, that these top, top agents, 
their conversion rate is about 50%. So they know it. They are working on improving their communication skills because the toughest part, right, is not finding the lead. It's converting that lead. If you are converting most of the people you talk to, it's either because you are not talking to enough people or because you're only talking to friends and family members. That's easy. You're going to convert those people. Start talking to people that you are not very familiar with. Start talking to real clients. A restaurant, right? A, a shopping center, a, an airline can survive in the family and friends of the owner or the president. Does that make sense? Right? I can create or I can, you know, uh, start an airline, right? With my family and friends, depending on my family and friends. I'm not, I don't have enough. Same thing, I can open a shopping center and expect only my friends. I can open a restaurant and only depend on my family and friends. It's not enough, got it? So how do I know my restaurant is good? Oh, because now I have repeat clients that I didn't know. Because when my friends and my family, they're gonna go there because I'm gonna give them cheaper prices. Right? And it's easy for them because they know me and you know they, they feel at home. You know you have a successful business when you start dealing with people that you don't know. That's the business. And that's where you see your conversion rate drop. Don't ever, ever buy into, well, whenever I sit with somebody, you know, that's not a problem. I close them. No, you don't. I don't either. I got to improve that every single day. Those five steps, I got to learn how to make a better pre-qualification. I need to make sure that I have a killer follow-up, that my presentation is very concise. In my case, not more than 90 seconds, very quick, because I want to go into what? Into the objections. I want to know exactly what is it that you're looking for. So I can use that information to prove to you that I can help you. So I can finally, what? Step number five, close you. Right? And some days I'm better than others. Some days I'm too aggressive in my case. So there are two, please write this down guys. And I, I want the engagement from you. So there are two types of personalities, right? Usually there, there are four general ones, but, but I talk about two main ones. There are a lot of people that are too kind, right? Too nice. And they don't go for the clothes, right? And there are other people like me that are just, it's just the way we're wired. It's not good or bad. And we just need to identify, okay, who am I, right? Am I the, the, the type that goes for the closing only, right? And I have to be a little bit more kind, kinder, have to be kind, right? Or am I the person that will go for, you know, I will show 2,000 properties and I will send 3,000 emails and I look how I said talking and I'll be, and you see, and you see Rolando killing himself and you see him going like this. And then talking for about three days without sleeping with the buyer, you know, and inviting them to coffee. It doesn't really matter. Again, it's not good or bad. You just need to be, you to know the type of person that you are, right? Just be, in my case, it's be, that's my message to me. Be kind, be kind. In your case, might be be a closer, close more, all right? So why am I saying this? Because it's important for you to recognize, all right, that the most difficult part is the conversion. So in my case, if I want to convert more, I need to be more kind, right? In some people's case, if you need to close more, you need to go for the closing. If you want to convert more, you need to go for the closing. 
who are you? By the way, I showed that in the, in the past retreat. So we, my, my team, my real estate team and I, we, we get together, right? Every, every, every 90 days. And like most of you know that, right? The retreat and we have one, the seven, the eight and the nine. We get together and we plan for the next 90 days. And I showed that. Remember I said I showed that in the, in the retreat and the, this is, this is what I have in my, in my, uh, in my phone. Look, look at this, look at this. Right? In my case, I, I got to be kind in my case, right? But some people laugh and say, no, no, I got to be more of a closer, right? Who are you? It doesn't really matter. What matters is that you recognize who you are, your tendencies, right? Because again, the number one thing you need to improve is not the number of leads, it's the conversion. As I said, sometimes I'm too aggressive in a conversation and I need to take it down a notch, right? So in your case, what do you need to do in a daily basis to convert more people? But when you're talking to people that actually is only business, they are not your friends, they are not your family members, that you truly make sure that you're conducting yourself in a way that you communicate real value. Got it, guys? All right, questions about that? Let me see if I have any questions or any comments, questions. Let's see, Kevin, what kind? Catherine, what kind of email content should we send to the email addresses for the zip codes and how often? Very good, Catherine. Go to module number four. Module number four, as a matter of fact, the name of that module, I'm gonna show it to you right here. The name of that module, it's content, all right? So I want you to, for those of you who are not familiar or don't know, like Catherine, and many of you don't, right? So for many, for, for those of you who are not sure on what type of content, and how often, all right, I want you to go here. I wanna show it to you. I don't wanna tell you what to do there, right there, because I want you to learn how to use the platform, right? And some of you are very new, so I understand you don't know how to get there. I'm gonna show it to you. So for those of you who want to learn a little bit more about what type of content, look, you're gonna go here, you start coaching right here, and then you go into English, of course, and then you go down to module number four right here, okay? Marketing strategy, I'm sorry, number three. Number three, developing your offer and product right here, right? And it's gonna tell you exactly, all right, what type of content. As a matter of fact, we have a list of a lot, a lot of 48 titles. And this is a content right here, Catherine. You see this right here? You go here and look, not only we have the video, but also we give you the answer to what you said, what type of content? So here's the content for buyers, right? I'm sorry, this is for sellers. You got for buyers right here and also for investors, right? So go to module number three, download that guide and that's more than enough content, right? If you want the whole content done already, go to octopusagent.com where I also explain in the video, right? The type of content for buyers, for sellers and also the sequence and the frequency. Very, very good question like that, all right. Uh, can you guys hear me okay? Yeah? Okay, good. Thank you, guys. So it says internet not stable. All right, so very good. Let's see. Uh, and I have, okay, now I have sales conversation. Rolando, okay, perfect. Javier, hi, Rolando. How do you compare, uh, compare KV Core with Octopus Agent? KV Core is an amazing, amazing software. They do not have the content. All right, Octopus, Octopus Agent has it. Octopus, Octopus Agent is not a CRM, KV Core is a CRM, all right? So depending on what you need right now, 
right? Also, you can get the content. We provide you with the content and then you upload it to KV Core. If you want more information about how the systems work, I don't want to go into the technical aspect. Uh, Javier, you can write to me uh, or anybody, write to me uh, info at monteroorganization.com, info at monteroorganization.com. That gets to me and my whole team so we can have a faster uh, a faster response to you, okay? So write to me about, uh, hey, listen, I want to know a little bit more about KB Core or Octopus Agent, whatever, and we'll answer that question, all right? Jose, we confuse what is a lead versus a real buyer or seller. Many times we ha that happens, right? Uh, and again, making sure that a lead is somebody that show, okay, so how do we define, very good point, Jose, how do we define a lead, a person that wants to buy or sell within the next 90 days. Got it? A person that wants to buy or sell within the next 90 days, right? Very good, thank you very much. Okay, Anna, hello, how are you? Haven't seen you in like two, three weeks, very good. Nice to have you here. By the way, Anna, congratulations. I, uh, I know you had an amazing, amazing sale. Maybe you were focusing on that sale. It, it, yes, it was a full-time job, but it paid like for one year's salary. So I was full-time with do, this guy. Do you mind like Thomas sharing the amount and the percentage or you want to keep it secret? No, I, I, I want to inspire everybody. Uh, we started with 2 million. Uh -huh. I ended selling something for 3 million 50. And I took it to some left inventory of a developer that paid me 5%. Yes. <laughs> there you go, Anna. Yeah. And that's in Miami, Armani Casa. For everybody to know, they do have two more uh, units from developer and developer pays 5% are on lower floors, like for big families, like uh, four or five bedrooms. So, and they're around like 3 million as well. Beautiful. Congratulations, yeah. Anna. There you go. There you go. It's truly, you know, it's truly a very, very good salary. Very, very good. You know, well, it was difficult, but it didn't take a year. No, no, it was four months. But, but now I'm going to focus and study all the models and everything that I couldn't do before. There you go. There you go. Thank Congratulations. You. I, 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 I learned it uh, last week and I was so, so happy to, to, to hear the news. So congratulations. And thank you, thank you for, for inspiring everybody. Really appreciate it. All right, so uh, Rolando says, okay, KB Core, that's another question. KB Core have the same features as Octopus Agent. As I said, uh, they're both amazing, all right? KB Core is more of a CRM. It has also the email, uh, email uh, marketing capabilities, but it doesn't have the content, right? So if you wanna get the content separate and keep, and keep KB Core, you can also do that. I don't want to go into the technical aspects of any software because some, sometimes people are, what about Salesforce? What about Pipedrive? And there are, most of those systems, guys, are, are very good. It's not that one is better than the other. Sometimes one has a feature that the other doesn't offer, but some, for some people it's very important and for some people it's relevant, all right? The good thing about Octopus Agent is that it's only for real estate agents. We develop that with the agent, no, no, with only the agent in mind. All right, so it has the website, it has the email, the automation, the segmentation. It has it in both, in English and in Spanish. It has the guides, the articles, the email, all right? So let's keep going. Javier, thank you very much. All right, uh, thank you, Oswald. Thank you very much for, for that comment. I really, really, really appreciate it. And now I wanna go into the second part. And again, if you wanna keep asking the questions through the chat, it'll be, it'll be great. Now, 
I, I want you to think about the evolution of a real estate agent, all right? And, mm -hmm. uh, and we, came, uh, we came up with that concept, my brother and I, about, about a month and a half ago, two months. Uh, it, it's, it's just a concept. We just put it in order, right? It's nothing new, but we just put it in order. Uh, and we, we realized that agents go, go through a process, all right? And what's that process? And I want you to see, to identify where you are today. So the first step of that process is, is working with rentals, right? With tenants, right? And when you get your, your, the first time when you get your license, you're so, so, so happy, right? I got my license, yeah. And Orlando is kind of laughing, right? I got my license and now I'm gonna show a rental to this tenant. And I finally, after showing eight, 10, whatever rental units, guess what? We're, not, we're, not, we're gonna go now under contract. We're gonna put an offer on that rental. And we go crazy looking for the rental agreement, right? And you know what? We struggle, but we get it done. We submit it to the association. Our client is approved and we get our check. It can be 600, it can be 1500. It doesn't really matter how much the amount is. What matters is that we got it done, right? We accomplished something. Now we have a skill and ability that we didn't have before. Got it? So but what happens after that is that after you've done 10, 12, 15 rentals and you experience what is to work with buyers, what happens? What happens then? You don't wanna work with tenants anymore, right? It's not that tenants are bad, it's that it's, you evolved, right? Now you are, you, you're becoming more of a professional, right? And you start delegating those tenants right to your team if you have a team or you just don't work those people now what happens is that once you start working with buyers eventually those buyers become what become sellers right they become sellers right so once you experience working with sellers and you see the efficiency the control the free marketing the leverage the presence working with uh, sellers gives you then what happens you don't want to work with buyers anymore. And then you start using that famous phrase and look at it, Audie and Jose and Bill laughing, right? Because it's, it's just an evolution, right? Listen, I wrote my first book. I wrote my first book right here, right? Right here, I wrote my first book in 2005. I don't think we had internet in 2005. And look at this, look. All right, so that's a little bit of a difference right there. Uh, uh, thank you, Tania. Thank you very much. All right, appreciate it. There you go. You see? And don't laugh. Why are you laughing, Jose? <laughs> All right. So it's, it's 15 years. Look, guys, it's 15 years, right? I'm, I'm sorry. What? What? Not, not 15 years. What is it? It's uh, 21 years. What is it? Right? Can't even add right now anymore. Uh, 20, 2005, right? But it's an evolution. So I read this book now, and, and it's not as you know, as great as it was, it wasn't so much as, a, as an amazing book, right? Although this hasn't changed much. So it's still very relevant today. I highly recommend you read it, Antonio. Let me know if it's still relevant, very, very relevant. And, and for real estate agents, it teaches you, all right, how to, how to go through the process of helping buyers and sellers. But then I wrote Pass Economica, Financial Peace, right? Man, I read that book today and that's awful. But at the time, those were my highest skills. That's what I had. And 
And this I wrote like three years ago. And hopefully 10 years from now, when I see it, I say, oh my God, that was horrible. That's the idea. It means that I'm evolving. Does that make sense? All right. So what I want you to understand, it's, it's not to understand, to identify where you are today. Right? Because ideally you will get bored. It's, it's not challenging. And we need a challenge, right? So working with rentals is not fun anymore. Now working with buyers, it's a challenge, but then it won't be a challenge anymore working with sellers. And then after a while, what happens? Man, and for many of you that are getting it started or in the middle of your career, oh my God, working with buyers and especially sellers is a, it's a thrill. Oh man, it's a thrill. You, you have so much fun. But let me tell you what happens after 15, 20 years in the business. You don't want to talk to another buyer and definitely you don't want to make another listing presentation again in your life. It's just a process, guys. All right? It's just a process. And now what do you want? You want to build a what? A team. Because now you see that you can leverage, right? Your expertise. You can leverage your knowledge. And also you get a lot of amazing energy and feedback from the people you are helping their business grow. Got it? So again, don't feel bad if you don't want to sell another property in your life. Again, as a, as a matter of fact, I say it in our one-on-one -on -one coaching, my goal with you in one-on-one, -on -one, all right, is for you within the next 18 months, all right, to don't ever again, ever again have to sell another property. That it becomes so expensive because you have such an amazing team that it becomes very expensive for you to have a listing or especially to work with a buyer. But we wanna work through the process, all right? Again, it's an evolution, like don't, you don't work, many of you that are experienced, you are not working with rentals, right? I don't want you to reach a certain age, not in, 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 in physical age, but in, in, in real estate and say, oh my God. And that has happened to so many of our agents, right? Like, oh my God, I gotta go make another listing presentation again. Right. So go to the team process. So the question right now, and that's that's what I wanted to show you today. Right. Where are you in that process? All right. And, and start thinking about that process, the agent evolution. Right. Rentals. Buyers. Sellers. And finally, teams. Right. Having your own team. I want you to to realize here's where I am and how can I evolve faster and we're here we're here to help you with that we're here to help you realize that there is something better for you all right regardless of where you are right here and this having a team is the ultimate leverage because that team can keep growing right it's always a challenge maybe you have 400 people today you can get to 4,000 people some people have 13,000 people in their team Maybe you only have five right now and you, you want to get to 10, 15, doesn't matter. But that challenge, right, it's never gone because you can always exponentially grow that. Does that make sense, guys? So that's part of my, my, my challenge today, right? We had the quarterly challenge, identifying your goals, your financial goals, the number of transactions. We always talk about that. But I wanted you to, to see something that most likely you have not seen 
all right, in that, in, you know, talking to your coworkers, right? To, to, to understand where I need to move next. If I'm working with tenants, this is exactly where I need to go, buyers. If I'm working with buyers, am I already thinking about working with sellers, right? In, in parallel, building the next stage. I'm not saying to stop working with rent, uh, renters, with tenants. I'm not saying that if you're brand new. But what I'm saying is, all right, now that I have, I've done, we have people in our, in our, in our group, right? They're doing, they've done in, in six months, 60, 70 rentals, right? Okay, so now I have a book of 60. Today we had in our, in our clubhouse, we had a, an agent that has done in less than a year, 90, 90 rentals, right? So the next step, clear step, okay, what am I going to do with all those tenants? I have 90 tenants. What am I going to do now? How, I, how am I going to convert those people? But if you are not working with tenants anymore, you're working with buyers, please, please, now, all right, how can I start working with sellers? How can I reach out to those buyers, to those people that I sold properties two, three, four years ago so I can get their listings? And how can they help me get into that community? And if I have enough listings, right, can I start growing my team? But even, even if you don't have any listings, even if you're brand new, you should start thinking about, you know, creating your own group, your own team, so you can help each other, right? So let me go here into the, thank you, Maricel, thank you very much. All right, so right here, thank you. Okay, perfect. All right, uh, Audi says, just investors, buyers. All right, Audi, right? So you have, you're working with investors, right? Uh, and that's, that's the other part of real estate that allows you to leverage yourself, investors, right? Uh, I say, you know, you don't forget about your buyers, but make sure you focus on sellers. Why? Because sellers have real needs, right? With sellers, you control the inventory, it's yours. Once you have the listing, you have all the buyer's agents fighting to sell and show your property. They're doing the work. Who's making the call for the appointment? The buyer's agent. Who's showing the property? The buyer's agent, right? Who's writing the contract? The buyer's agent. Who's helping that client who is purchasing your listing, all right? Get the financing, the escrow deposits, the application for the association, the buyer's agent. They're doing everything, right? Everything for you. Now, there's another side to it, which is investors. The beautiful thing about working with investors is that it's just, about it, it about making financial sense right and when you're working with true investors they don't even go and see the property and many times they buy in bulk they buy a buy a building they buy six seven units immediately right so in your case Ari, because I, I know your business is all right how can i not only grow the number of investors but how can I start, and I know you work with international investors, it's because of your case, right? So how can I start establishing a team in these other countries, a team of agents that I can start working with? How can I create my own team? Again, thinking always about leveraging your effort, right? You don't want to do it on your own. You want to leverage your experience, their experience, their knowledge, and also their effort working as a team, all right, we work stronger. Does that make sense? So in your case, Audi, I want you to start thinking about how can you have a collaboration with those agents, how you can form your own team with those agents. 
Make sense? And that you have a, a formal weekly meeting where you are accountable to each other. I'm not saying you have to be their boss. I'm saying, listen, we're going to be accountable. What is our goal for the next 12 weeks? Right? How many events? And I know you're doing a, a Zoom webinar this Wednesday, right? So, okay, how many Zoom webinars are we going to do? We have people in our team that do at least one per week. And you know that, right? Okay, how many Zoom webinars for the next 12 weeks? At least 12, right? Because it's all about frequency and consistency. All right. So if we're working, how many people are going to be in our group? What are going to be the financial numbers for the group? And we're going to meet every single week to make sure that we are on track to accomplish those goals. Make sense? See, always thinking as a team, always thinking as a team. If you, so I talk a lot to my team about, about this phrase, right? It's, are your goals limited by what you can do on your own or leverage by what you can do as a group? Got it? Are your goals limited by what you can do on your own? Limited time, limited knowledge, all right? Or by what you can do as a group? Does that make sense? All right? All right, perfect. So uh, for Bill, four of my last Years buyers have me now selling. Exactly, Bill. There you go. Four of them. Four of them, right? Listen, if it is, a, let's say, an $8,000 uh, commission, it might be way more than that, but it's at least $30,000 like this. Extra. Extra. And that's the beautiful thing about real estate, guys. Ask a banker, a branch manager, right? An accountant to generate $30,000 like this. It's not easy. It's not easy, guys. It involves a lot of more work. Our job is what? To follow up, be on the phone the whole day, talking to those people. By the way, if you're a banker, if you're an accountant, you got to do that anyways. You got to be on the phone talking to people anyways. It's so simple. Did I say it was easy? No, but it's so, so simple, guys. Do not complicate it. Very, very, very good. All right? New listing live yesterday. There you go. There you go. Listings are the key. Now, Bill, the question is, how many open houses are we going to do? Now, we know that the real estate market across the nation, it's crazy. It's crazy, right? Which is not good either, especially for real estate agents. It's not good because the expectation is that, oh my God, I'm so good. I'm sitting like this. No, we're not doing much. We're just putting the property on the market. Right? And we are not thinking long-term. What I see, the biggest fault right now for real estate agents is that when you talk to them, oh, I'm so busy. And they are not planning, not even three months in advance. They are just after the next transaction because they're making good money. So they are not growing their business. So six months, remember, real estate goes up and down. It's a cyclical, cyclical business. So what are you doing to grow your business today? I understand you're busy, but step back at least once a week and analyze, right? Right, and identify the best way to grow your business. Right, very, very, very important. All right, uh, Carlos. Oh, if you are a relatively new agent, less than one year, can you skip any of those steps in the evolution? Three things, three answers to that. The first one is yes. Right, the second one is yes, and the third one, very important. All right. It's also yes. Yes, you can skip it, all right? If you have the right coaching, 
100%. And that's the idea. Hmm? That even if you don't skip it, at least you accelerate it exponentially, right? Can you start creating your own team today? Definitely. But I'm have a brand new agent and I don't know how to create a team. Well, ask in coaching how we can help you create that team, all right? How you can identify the right talent, the right people, all right, to leverage yourself. Maybe you don't want to create a, a team right now. Maybe you want to join a team. Do you have to wait two or three years to start talking to sellers? Of course not, right? Now, are you going to have the same conversion? No, but in the workshop, in the, in the list, how to become a top listing agent workshop, I say, I, the last slide that I talk about is what, right? The sooner you start, the sooner you're going to become a top listing agent, right? And last week we had that, that two weeks ago, we had that prospecting workshop. And what did I say in that prospecting workshop that people love? The first 200, if you're new in the business, the first 250 conversations are for you to practice, not for you to expect a transaction. Get that? The first 250 sales conversations are for you to practice, not for you to expect a transaction. So that change of expectations, you know, helps you a lot with your mindset. I need to talk to 250 people as a practice. And you're going to find people within those 250 that will want to talk to you about buying or selling real estate. The problem is, is that when we're brand new, we don't know how bad we're communicating. And we're communicating at a very, very low level. I mean, we're so bad at the beginning. It's normal. But the only way to improve that is to practice. So I want you to change your mindset when you're getting started to talk, uh, talking to people. It's, listen, this is for me. It's a practice session. I'm going to talk to 10 people today as a practice session, right? And the, the faster I get to my 250 people, right, the faster I'm going to see those closings, right? Uh, Bill, it's just keep in touch with buyers after the sale. Exactly, exactly. Uh, so in today's market, what is the best way to get over the challenge of FHA and VA buyers to compete? Uh, Bill, can you, can you take off uh, can you unmute yourself and, and elaborate a little bit on that? Yeah, absolutely. So um, in today's market, as you know, everything's pretty much uh, going highest and best and well over appraisal. And um, a lot of buyers that are coming to the table with FHA or VA financing are not able to compete because of those appraisals. Um, I know that, you know, we put uh, forward a couple of offers with, the uh, waiving the inspection, uh, the uh, appraisal contingency, waiving that. But it seems to still be a stigma out there uh, with a lot of sellers that are apprehensive about VA and FHA buyers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, one thing is to, uh, to eliminate uh, the financing contingency. Contingency means it's a cash offer, right? Also the appraisal contingency, both, right? Appraisal and cash offer. Appraisal and, and financing. Still, if the per, once once it is a cash offer, right, then there is no FHA or VA, right. But but the client needs to feel comfortable. The buyer needs to feel comfortable because it's not. If not, he's going to lose the deposit. The seller can care less whether the buyer is going to finance or not, 
right? They don't mind. As long as they're coming up with us, uh, an offer that is strong. Oh, it's a cash offer. You can finance whatever you want, right? When, when you're buying pre-construction and Anna, Anna is, you know, a seasoned right, agent on, in pre-construction, Anna, the, the deals with pre-constructions are what? Cash deals, right? Right? The developer can care less if you find- a There's no contingency to, to get a, a mortgage. A mortgage, right. So you put you put 50% down for pre-construction now. And if, if you don't find the financing, then you lose the deposit, right? But the buyer needs to feel comfortable with that and, and, and reasonably so. So the seller is getting all those offers above market, you know, market uh, price, right? They're getting the offers to close in 10 days, right? And then why would I choose, right, an FHA, you know, with, with so many things attached and, and, and such a long period? So we need to understand that. Is, is it fair? It's not about a thing. It's, it's just the market demand, right? And, uh, and in many markets, especially in, in Miami, residents in Miami are being priced out of the market. Even the ones with a lot of money. I live in the Gables. You know, it's, in my area, it's about $2 million properties. But now... I'm pretty much getting pressed. If I want to buy another property right now, I need to have the cash to buy it. Not good credit, not 50 or 60% down. Write a cash offer closing within 10 days. So the seller has the option of telling me, no, 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 I can't leave now. We'll do it in 30, 45 days. Right? We got people up from New York, right? We had that situation. South of Coral Gables, there is an area called Pinecrest. Right, and Thomas, and, and you know Thomas, Thomas is always here, right? I, I mean, and, and he sold a property like a month, not three weeks ago, that in a regular market would have been 4.5, 4.7. Guy from New York came, he offered full price, closing in 10 days, cash offer 6.8. Can't compete. Yeah, can't compete. <laughs> it's not gonna happen. Yes. I mean, those are multi-million dollar guys coming from New York, all right? We had another guy coming from, uh, uh, you know, from South America that is one of the wealthiest people buying a $30 million condominium cash, cash, and write a check. And that's what's happening in big, in big markets in the U.S. Especially, I'm sorry, not in the U.S., in Florida, because of tax reasons, right? I mean, they're getting taxed at 30, 35% more in their state Right, California is 15% plus all the local taxes. That's just a state tax in New York. You have, you have New York, you have Manhattan, and then you have city taxes. That's almost 34, 30% more. Then they come here, they write a check, and that's it. They they pay that house for in uh, four or five years. All right, got it. So again, cash offer building will be the the most important thing. But the buyer needs to feel comfortable knowing that if something happens, they're gonna lose their that's the price they have to pay right now. Yeah, I just, if I can elaborate just a little bit, and I think sure. everybody can benefit from this. Um, sure. literally, literally, while we're on the call, I just got the, uh, the notice from, uh, from the seller's agent. We, we went in uh, 10,000 over asking, no appraisal uh, contingency, no finance contingency, 10% uh, down. Uh, they were FHA and they were willing to go higher with an escalation clause and paying title and we didn't win the deal. So I just, it's just, I think it's that stigma of FHA and I just don't know how to get around it. Look, it, it but if you have a regular client, still the same thing. Uh, that's why it's so important, especially in these markets to be the listing agent. 
and and uh, if you come, and I know you're if you're in Tampa, but if you come to South Florida, you have lines of people standing outside open houses. Lines of people in Orlando too, Jose. It's everywhere in the country right now. Yep. Right. So that's why once you have the listing, if you have the listing, then you know, okay, so who's bringing the best offer? Yeah. I, I'm selling the house <laughs> as, as a listing agent. This listing agent is selling the house, right? He, he's inside with AC while the buyer saying he's outside for 45 minutes in the not now in the middle of the summer in South Florida, very hot and very humid. You see that how important it is to become a listing agent. Got it? Yep. Right. So very, very good. All right. Orlando says, I remember what, what was said in the retreat in Orlando. If you want to go fast, go, go along. If you want to go far, go with a team. A hundred percent. All right. A hundred percent. So that the, the number one principle that I've learned from my coach, Dan Sullivan, he says this, and I love that it's, and you hear me saying that before, right? And it's something very similar to what Rolando said is finding the who, not the how, right? So who can help me figure something out because they already did? It's just a faster way. Thomas says it, you know, the cheapest, right? Knowledge is somebody else's, right? Pay for it. It's so cheap. How much is it? Pay for it. It's so cheap because I don't want to have to be the one going through the process. It's finding the who, not the how. All right. How can I answer all those calls? No, no. Who can answer the calls for me? Oh my God, I have so many uh, properties to show. No, 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 no. How can I show all these properties? I'm so busy. No. Who can show the properties for me? Oh man, I want to become a listing agent. How do I become a listing agent? No, no, no. Who can help me? Teach me how to become a listing agent. All right. As Rolanda said, if you want to go fast, go along. If you want to go far, go with a team. All right. Very, very good. Uh, says, I got a listing going today. Going very good, Rolando. Open house this Saturday and Sunday. Come visit. Please write down the address, Rolando. All right? Write down the address of where you're going to be doing the open house. Important. You already did? Okay, perfect. So if you already did it, so write down the address. Be more than glad to uh, to visit if I'm close. Uh, uh, Carlos de Laguila, do you have a guide on how to start an international team? Uh, no, I don't have a guide. I have a slide. I'll work on it. I'll work on it. I have uh, the guidelines, especially the financial guidelines for that. I can show it to you next week because I'm not prepared to show you that. Uh, but I'll show it to you next week. We only have four minutes left. Uh, and, I'll, and I'll explain to you. Carlos, if you want to write to me, Info at Monterey Organization, Info at Monterey Organization, how to start an international team, I'll guide you through the process, okay? Uh, Rolando, what's the address? Rolando already put it there. Very good, guys. Very good. Car unit number. What time, Rolando? What time they're asking? All right. So, and you want to mention that you're in coaching, so Rolando pays a little bit more attention to you, so he lets you in faster. Right. <laughs> okay. So, 11 to 2. Very good. So, remember, whenever you get a new listing, do not show the property during the week. The first time you're going to show a property is what? All right, very important. All right, guys, very, if you want, uh, Maureen also, uh, also inform, uh, information about international teams, let's do this. Uh, I'm gonna write, uh, I'm gonna talk about it next week on how to create an international team for those of you who want to know a little bit more about it. Uh, 
So also, Maureen, if you write to me, info at monteororganization.com, says, Orlando, I need to know a little bit more about creating a team internationally, and I'll uh, follow up with that, okay? Very good. All right, guys, so we got only two minutes left. I want you to identify right, where you are, where you are in, your, in the process of in your evolution as a real estate agent. Not only I want you to think where you are, identify where you are, but for next week, I want you to, to share with me, with the group, right? Okay, so what is it that I need to do to, do to go to the next step? If I'm working with tenants, working with buyers. If I'm working with buyers, working with sellers. If I'm working with sellers, creating a team. And as Carlos mentioned, very good. Can I skip one of those? Yeah, hey, listen, Orlando, I want to go directly to the last one, building a team. You don't need to have years of experience. So we can talk also about that, right? If you're a brand new agent, you don't need to have years of experience to work with listings, all right? We can help you with that, right? With that being said, guys, remember, 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 very, very important, all right, to write your questions in the forum. I'm gonna be a little bit slower answering the questions in the forum because on Wednesday, I'm going to what? To Mexico, right? To visit my team in Mexico, Right? And we're going to have a seminar on, on Thursday. So talking about international teams. So I have a, a big team in Mexico. We're going to Cancun Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. No, Maricel, I'm not going for, for vacation. It's going to be work, work, work. You know? I I'm know, pero que rico. <laughs> but, but I'm going to anyways, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a little bit of exercise in the beach. So anyways, I'll be in Mexico from Wednesday through Friday but I'll be answering your questions, all right? So big hugs to everybody, all right? Make sure you ask your questions. I will see you next Monday right here. Identify where you are today. And for next week, write your questions, all right? How we can help you move forward to the next step. Nice to see you guys. I will see you live next Monday and in the forum. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.